0: Hey everyone, this is Pastor Stan. We were honored to have Domili with us once again to share her vision and work in Uganda with Sunrise Baby Homes. I have had the privilege of visiting her at the orphanages in Uganda and have seen her ministry firsthand. My family and church support Sunrise Baby Homes, and I encourage you to listen to her story of faith and obedience and grow in your faith as you do. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please contact us if we can serve you in any way.
1: If you have your Bibles, please open uh, Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. I will read, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, What must I do to inherit eternal life? the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Praise the Lord. I love this passage and I've been sharing it uh, now. uh, This has been my main part of sharing on this journey. And I want to share with you about some good Samaritans that I've had in my own personal life. People have come and bandaged my wounds, amen. And then I'm able to do the same for so many other children. Praise God. So um, uh, most of you know my story, but I'll share it again because I love sharing how, God, how far God has brought me, praise God. So uh, I grew up in Uganda. Uganda is in East Africa. And as I was growing up, I lost both my parents to HIV and AIDS. HIV is a huge problem in my country. So it was uh, me and my cousins, 10 of us, 10 siblings. And we had an old grandmother who who was going to take care of us. But she was really, really old and could not be able to dig the ground and be able to raise enough money to pay school fees, be able to feed us. So uh, she was maybe maybe late 70s. So that was really, really difficult for her to be able to do this because 10 children feeding all those mouths, taking them to school. So my uncle works in Ginger Town, uh, where I come from. He heard about an American war veteran and he went to him and spoke to him about me and my siblings. Thank God for this man. He had lost both his legs, but that didn't stop him. He still moved to Uganda together with his eight adopted children and started this orphanage home where I was blessed to be able to be a part of and I praise God for him. So in this place, we had a good life. We had three meals a day. We had beds to sleep on. We were doing really well. And it was here that I was able to receive Jesus Christ in my life. And that is the best gift of all things that we had done for me in this orphanage home. So as the years went by, they were getting really tired. So they sent out letters, the workers sent out letters in America to ask for people who would come and and, and be able to take over the orphanage home or help them out. So they wrote letters and praised God. Uh, my mom, Marie Watia, if you could wave. She was one of the people that <laughs> she's been working since September. She's probably tired. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so she, um, her and, and my dad, Mark Watia, uh, uh, sold everything that they had, moved together with their eight adopted children, Jenny, Josh, Jamie, Rebecca, all of them. Some of you know them. So they also moved to Uganda. And it was not soon after that they had come to Uganda to run the orphanage home. With over 200 kids, the workers told them, well, we are resigning. I think you could get tired if you have been taking care of hundreds of children, right? So they had to be able to, they had to take over the 200 kids. And I was blessed to be one of those children that they took, that they were, that was, became part of their family and many others. Praise God. So those have been the Samaritans in my life. I got to be able to go to university. I become a social worker. I worked for Samaritan's Pass International Relief for one year. But as a little girl, as I saw the missionaries like my mom Marie, uh, as I saw the missionaries pour into other people, I also felt a need to be able to help some of the people who are suffering, especially children, children who are dying of malnutrition, children whose lives were being taken away so young, at a month, three weeks. So I felt a need to be able to do to help these children to be able to survive even after their moms pass away or ones who have been thrown away or neglected. So I, I spoke to my mom. Then there was no Facebook or social media. Uh, so I, I, I sent her an email, and I, her and dad, and I told them what I wanted to do. They had just returned from New Mexico. As you know, when you're a missionary, you're not really that rich. So they were like, okay, we don't have much money, but we'll send you what we have. I think it was maybe about one thousand five hundred or two thousand dollars. So I rented a house. I, I was able to buy a few things in the house, and then I shared with the pastors in my community. I shared with the hospitals. I shared with the police. Several other people in in my who would know children who needed a home. And sure enough, uh, one of the pastors told me, "Oh, I have I have two I have two uh, twins." their mom has just passed away can you please admit them i said yeah i will so he brought a bunch of clothes and i asked him where is the baby he said oh it's in there somewhere are you looking by the time you're looking for a baby that means it's not that good so when i looked through these clothes it was the most malnourished baby i had ever seen and then i asked him where is the other baby he said the other one has died of starvation so i was like Okay, so I was in my early 20s. I hadn't had a baby yet. So it was really, I, I prayed to God and I said, Lord, you must help me. Yes, I said I wanted to help babies, but you bring me my very first one, the sickest you could find. So um, anyway, the pastor told me, I know this. he's very badly off, but don't worry. The people in the village will be ready. If he passes away, just bring him back. We shall bury him because we don't really expect much, but you try. So I prayed to God and praise God, this baby is alive. He's now nine years old. He's doing so well. I have some pictures that I would like to show you of these babies and among them them is also Stephen. I will tell you. This is Flavia, Flavia's mom is in the hospital. She's HIV positive. Flavia came to us in September and that's how she came. Amen. After two months, look what a few cups of milk have done. Look what your money that you give every month to support Sunrise Baby Home is able to do. Amen. You may not be able to see it, but go, but we are able to we are so so thankful that this church is able to support us to rescue starving babies like Flavia. Praise the Lord. There's the next picture. That is Gabby. Gabby Gabby was picked up from a sugarcane plantation uh, near a hospital. So a lady who knows about Sunrise called me on the phone and told me, Damali, there is a baby that I've abandoned. Can you please take her in? I said, no way. I have no room. Please do not bring the child to me because now I have no room. I have nowhere to put her. But this, this lady was really persistent. She came to the baby home and she asked to see me. And she said, okay, you come and just say hello to her and then I can leave. Seriously, if you see that baby, can you can you say no after seeing that baby? Of course I wasn't as anybody couldn't. And look what God was able to do in a few months. So I took in baby Gabby. He's now doing so well. She's uh, playing with all the other babies and chubby because of only a few cups of milk and a little bit of love. Praise God. There's another picture. That's Marie. Marie was also one of my first ones. She was also starving baby and within a few months she was doing well. She's now adopted here in the States. I name her Marie after my own mom because I loved her so so much. Next. That is Moses. Moses was believed to be cursed. Sometimes babies will be starved because maybe bad things have happened to their parents around the time they are born. So sometimes they will believe to be cursed or they have evil spirits. So sometimes they will starve them to death so that they don't have to deal with a cursed child. So uh, the police picked up the baby from the mother and the baby was brought to me. And he was is now doing so well. Praise God for your monthly support. The next one. That is Stephen, the very first one that I, I received. Amen. He's the one who came to me that my very, very first baby, I, I thought would not make it. There's another picture. That is him two months later. Praise God. <laughs> There's another picture of him, uh, him and, he, and and Mark. There's another one. And that's me with them recently while I was in Birmingham. They are adopted. They live in Birmingham. The, the one up is uh, Steve, is, is Mark, and the one down is, uh, is Steve. They are doing really well, they have a loving family, and they are going to school. They have an opportunity to hear about Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So uh, those are some of the children that, that I'm able to rescue. And in the last 10 years, we've been able to rescue 340 babies. And out of those 340 babies, 64 have gone on to our children's home. We have a children's home where the older ones who have nowhere to go will end up. And at this at this facility, we also have a school. Uh, this school is in a Muslim area. So most of the people who live in that community are Muslims. And so these children are some of the poorest kids in our country. So they have an, their parents send them to our Christian school to attend an education. But guess what we give them? We give them more than an education. We are able to share Christ every day. We are able to do devotions every day with them. 200 kids getting to be fed, getting to be taught, to be learned, getting to hear about Jesus Christ. And I believe that in a few years, this will not be a Muslim village. Praise God. This will be a Christian village. Praise the Lord. And then we have a a girl's home where we've picked up some girls from the streets and these are girls who have been, uh, sometimes uh, they are abandoned or sometimes they send them on the streets to beg and they have people that they have to report to. They might tell them, if you don't bring $1 by evening, I'm going to beat you or I'm going to hurt you. So we have picked up some of those suffering girls. They are believed to be one of the lowest tribes in Uganda. They are like a low caste. So, they are from northeastern Uganda. So we picked them up. We are giving them an education. We built a home, a girl's home, where there is also a school. They are learning about Jesus. We have 300 kids in there, and 32 girls in that school. They are doing so, so well. They are really bright young ladies, and they also have an opportunity to hear about Jesus. And a baby home is the center of it all, where I bring up these babies, and if they have nowhere to go, they will either go to our children's home, to our girls home or go back in the community where we would train lots of yes that's of my babies that's my sitting room um yeah i really miss them and since i've been gone catherine has admitted a few more she told me damn i, I really can't say no some of these babies are dying like on dying like i really couldn't get myself to say no so i don't know how many babies are fine but uh, i know that a few lives have been saved and that's why we, we had to have a baby shower so we could get a few supplies back there. For a few tins of formula, these babies' lives can be saved. Can you think about that? A child dying because they just can't get enough to eat. Amen? And we as believers, our mandate is to take care of the orphans and widows. Jesus to, Jesus commands us. He doesn't say, oh, you may take care of the widows if you like. He commands us to take care of the widows and orphans. And it doesn't matter where they are. Amen. Those are our neighbors. The baby that was thrown in the bush, that is my neighbor. The baby that is left in my compound, oh, oh my gate—that that is my neighbor. Amen. And even you in your community, who is your neighbor? Amen. Who is your neighbor? Uh, what are you doing for this community? Amen. I don't know the name of this community, but what are you doing in your community for your neighbor? Amen. So let us all be let us all uh, be encouraged to be able to reach out to as many people as as we can. Amen. Let us all in our daily lives. Amen. We need to be able to reach out to our neighbors and show them the love of Christ. Amen. Um, so. Uh, as I've been raising money, because we, our house is really small. It's a really small house. It has very small bedrooms. And I have 40 babies in this little house with 10 women working in there. So as I came to the States, I've been trying to fundraise for land. Praise God. And it was a big amount. Me and my mom have been all the place talking and just sharing about it. And praise God we have all the money for the land. Praise the Lord. And now our next, our, next, our next project is to be able to build houses on this land. Uh, each house, there's another picture. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> you're one step ahead of me. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm saying you're b- doing good. So um, that is the that's, we, we hope, we, we are praying to build a baby village. Praise God. And this is how it will look. Each of these houses will cost $28,000. And that's what I'm trying to raise next. After meeting our land goal, we want to be able to raise uh, 28,000 per house and maybe also have teens from north side come there and build. Some of you men can come there and help with the construction. Praise God. So, um, So that is what we are trying to do. So please pray with us that God will give us this money. To be able to move, we need three houses. Be able to move at least. The rest we can do later, but we really need to move because it's really getting crowded. The government is on my neck. They are like, we are going to shut you down because you're too crowded. But then in the evenings, they are the first ones to call me, Damali, we have a baby here at the police station. Come and pick it up. And I'm like, but you want to shut me down and now you're still giving me more children. So it is really a difficult situation. And please pray that God will provide this money. As I was uh, in Birmingham, God gave me a scripture. I was praying and I was sitting on this is this beautiful property where I was. And I was sitting, uh, facing like, it's like a mountain. So I was seated, seated and the Lord gave me this scripture. So Jeremiah 29. Can you please open Jeremiah 29? concerning this property Um, it is uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 4 and up to verse 4 up to 5 this is what the Lord Almighty the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses and settle down plant gardens and eat what they produce Praise God. Could God have spoken any more clearer to me? Sometimes we wonder, is God speaking to me? Does he speak? But as I prayed, I asked God, because I received a new Bible from a friend, I asked God said, God, give me a scripture that I will remember. Give me a scripture. And he really led me to this verse right after we received the money. And he said, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Amen. And if you can go to the verse 6, the last one, it says, Increase in number there and do not decrease. Amen? Meaning that sometimes I get scared. Like the story I told you with Gabby. I'm like, "Noah, maybe I shouldn't take in in one more. But the Lord is telling me, increase in number. Amen? And do not decrease. That is God speaking so clearly to me. Amen? If you ever wonder if God is speaking to you. He speaks us through his word, through people, through like different ways. But just that's something small I wanted to share with you. Thank you so much uh, again. Um, again, I really, really want to thank you so much uh, for your monthly support. There has been many, many times when I've been really struggling, and, and and I'm like, what am I going to do? The water bill, the electricity bill, to pay the aunties, and then I see on my list, uh, North Sida has given some money. And that really always blesses me and I'm able to continue, amen, to continue to be open this home for babies that really, really need it and that would actually die without your help. And you can also sign up and give a small amount, amen, even uh, like $10 that will help me save a baby from malaria, amen. And that is something that someone can just go to a restaurant and eat it in one, one evening. But yet that small amount can be able to help me save a child's life. Praise God. So you can help me by becoming a, a monthly supporter. If we don't have individual sponsorship at the baby home, because babies come to me like, they come and go. They will come for a week, they will come for a month, they will come for two years. So they, as I get them healthy, I put them back in the community and try to let their parents or an auntie or a relative continue with, that, with supporting them. So thank you again so much. I can't thank you enough uh, for everything
0: that you do. May God richly bless you. If you imagine one of those in your neighborhood, just one in your neighborhood, and you, you drove by and saw that little child playing on the, at the side of the road where you you would do everything in your power, everything in your power, to go by and help that child. I, I know our folks. There's no way you're going to let that child live like that in your neighborhood. There's no way. Well, that's her neighborhood, and it's filled with them. And you saw the results of what her faith can do to just reach out and be a blessing to other people. And I believe with all my heart that we can help build one of those houses in that compound. $28,000 is a lot of money to me, but not a lot of money to God, and not a lot of money to us. When we get together, just choose. And so we're going to figure out how to help with that. And I'm asking you guys to pray about, you can sponsor these children. And and like she said, $10 a month, $10 a month, that helps. Um, Keeps them from having malaria, gives them medical attention, right? But some of us can do more than that. We need to be sacrificing um, to save those babies. And the coolest thing in the world is they love on them with Jesus love, not not just good love, right? It's Jesus love that comes in both that family. And so those babies are getting a huge change to the trajectory of their life. And we need to support that. Amen.